We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast coming to you live Wednesday, January 24th, right after the conclusion of the Thunders slaughtering in San Antonio, beating the Spurs 140 to 114. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I got my right hand man, TP Taylor Peterson with me. Aaron Wiggins saved basketball. We will get into the Aaron Wiggins game for sure. Before we do, though, first want to thank you guys for tuning in. If you are in the live stream tonight, which it's already popping at 11.15 p.m. Central Time, shout out to all you degenerates. You know how much we love you. If you are listening to the podcast version, thank you so much for downloading this show. Can't thank you guys enough. Please drop a five-star rating. And write a little review, if you wouldn't mind. That would be great. If you are in the live stream tonight or watching the YouTube video after the live stream, maybe you're a a Thursday morning YouTube at work kind of guy or gal, please uh, hit that like button. Just helps out the algorithm. Let's more people join the degeneracy of the Uncontested Podcast. It would mean a ton to us. The YouTube growth has been insane. And we cannot thank you guys enough for that been so much fun so please continue to hit those that like button on the youtube videos subscribe to the youtube channel hit the little bell so you can get the notifications whenever we go live speaking of going live we'll be back again friday night after the thunder take on the new orleans pelicans which will be aired on broadcast television that's an exciting one for uh, for all of us thunder fans especially locally i have my antenna ready I uh, I told my wife, I said, we got to buy an antenna for the game on Friday. She's like, you're not going to leave it up all the time, are you? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're going to put something on the top of our house? I thought I the like, same thing. Bunny ears, right? Yeah, no, I was like, it's not bunny ears. Wife, I am not trying wife. to communicate with the aliens. 
I'm not some weird conspiracy theorist putting up a damn radio tower in the backyard. <laughs> so make sure you guys got your antenna. Tune in to the post game podcast on Friday where Jacob has his uh, tinfoil hat on. <laughs> like the Alex Jones meme. So, uh, yeah, no, these things are awesome. You just plug them into the back of your TV, they're ready to go, and you get all kinds of cool stuff. My friend Very John Ham told me I could jerry rig one with a, with a paper clip <laughs> like MacGyver. I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Let's talk some Oklahoma City Thunder basketball because we have had an interesting last. 28 hours, 28 hours in Thunderland. Uh, Tuesday night, the Thunder played the Portland Trailblazers in what might have been the most ridiculous game of the season that ended uh, with just some massive ridiculousness. Tonight, second game of a back-to-back. The Thunder are on national television. Started off on ESPN News because, you know, Auburn versus Alabama college basketball was what everybody else wanted to watch. Got to get all the Jalen Williams in on ESPN tonight. There Jacob. you go. Um, but I think it, it flipped over to the Thunder game on ESPN, the regular ESPN, around the six-minute mark of the first quarter. So people got to tune in. Uh, hopefully more of a national audience got to see this Thunder team tonight. The last time a national audience saw this Thunder team, it was also in the second game of a back-to-back Taylor, that time out in L.A. as the Thunder took on the L.A. Clippers. Played a good game, but lost. It was a rough Shea game. Tonight, not a rough Shea game. <laughs> Pretty damn good Shea game. Um, we like to start these post games out by talking about the big themes of the game. I'll tell you what ESPN's theme of the game is, Taylor, but I want to know, <laughs> what is your theme of the game? Oh, man. Um, there's a lot. Uh, if we're like, do you want me to just give you my main one or you want me to rattle off my phone? Yeah, if, if you were writing the headline for the local paper tomorrow and you had to choose like the theme of the game as the headline, what would you put? I would say that the Thunder are a legit contender and a complete team. I love it. That seems very boring <laughs> given the context, but I mean, it was just a complete team effort, which I can't wait to break down. Yeah, I, um, I mean, National media was just chomping at the bit to make this the Chet versus Wemby show. Shout out to Mark Dagnall. Do the we ultimate do... <laughs> Mark Dagnall quote. They interviewed him after the first quarter, and uh, the, the sideline reporter said, you know, it's a big night, Chet versus Wembenyama. How would you assess Chet's first quarter? And Mark looked at her and said, it's the Thunder versus the Spurs tonight. And I was just like, that's the... Boom. And what's so important to me in this game, Taylor. Mark said that. And talking the talk is big. But you know who walked the walk that more than anything else? That idea that it's Thunder versus Spurs, not Chet versus Wimby? Who's Chet Holmgren? Thunder that walked the walk tonight. I mean, Aaron Wiggins, but Chet. Chet. Like, yep. somebody, I think it was a Spurs uh, podcaster, reporter, somebody. I think summed it up beautifully. I forget who it is, and I feel bad not giving them credit here on the podcast. Uh, our friend uh, Noah Magaro-George retweeted it tonight. But it said, Chet is hunting the mismatch, whether it's his or others' mismatches. Wemby's hunting Chet. And that's exactly what it was. And that's why both guys sat at the end of the game and had to watch Alexei Pokashevsky get minutes. Can we go on like a one-minute mini rant here? I know it's late. 
just about the coverage of the game in, in totality. Like I did not watch the ESPN broadcast, um, full transparency, transparency, mainly because like you mentioned, there was a like college basketball game going on. So I just yeah. went ahead and went to the ballet app. And you and, just can't uh, get enough Michael Cage. Yeah. I know, I and honestly, it, it, it was, it was so much better. Y'all were complaining about the ESPN broadcast and our uh, uncontested group message rightfully so but it's so true i mean i'm seeing the tweets about it uh, the different comments uh, from the broadcast in general which you can get into but then i get a notification 24 minutes ago from the nba the nba app the first one is okc blows out san antonio spurs next one is a star emoji women yama 24 points 12 rebounds four blocks and then like a pointing emoji like a like a gun emo- not a gun emoji but like the handgun emoji really weird for shay with 32 points, 10 assists, two steals. Like, they're just pumping the Wimby hype. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mentioned this to you all in our group message, but, like, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, different takes I have in regards to ESPN versus the TNT broadcast in general when it comes to national broadcasts. But, like, these people's jobs or livelihoods literally depend not on the quality of the game or, you know, what actually happens, the analysis of the game anymore, but it's more so the viral moments, whatever gets in the most views, whatever gets in the most viral moments on social media, which is why they were just clamoring for Wimbanyama moments, one after I the other. Just, totally agree. I, I hate being that guy. Like, I, I honestly do. As I've gotten older, I mean, back whenever I was like 22, and the Thunder were top of the West perpetually. Like, I talked a lot of shit. Like, I was a young, <laughs> immature asshole, right? But now that I've gotten older and I've gotten wiser and I've gotten more into, like, podcasting and trying to come across as a fan but m- much less biased, I really don't like to be that guy and and talk about, like, oh, the national media's got this narrative, whatever. But... I mean, it was just abundantly clear that the the narrative being pushed tonight was Wemby. Like, Wemby had a sick block on J-Dub. And, like, I thought the broadcast was going to black out. But the play before, 6-4 Lou Dort blocked 7-4 Victor Wembenyama, and it's blocked by Lou Dort. I'm like, that's it, <laughs> you know? Um, the Monica McNutt, the female reporter uh, on the broadcast tonight, after Wemby and Chet kind of started to go at it there in the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, Wemby went like a post up and went for a dunk on Chet and just missed the dunk. Like Chet got in his way and Wemby didn't dunk it. And she's like, oh my God, can you believe that? He almost threw it down. Holy shit. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm like, it's a missed dunk, bro. They were doing the same thing on a block. That was a foul. Like, he didn't even he get his him. hand on the rim. And they're like, it's an incredible block on Chad Holmgren. And I'm like, it, it, it's a foul. Like, he's shooting free <laughs> throws. Like, what are, what are we doing here? It, it felt very biased. And I get it. Wemby's the hot topic, right? He's, he's bringing in the bucks for all these networks because he's so exciting to watch. But, I mean, it, it is what it is, right? And there's no denying that that's what it was. Uh, a lot of people got in our mentions on social media tonight because I tweeted some disparaging things about the halftime report uh, and what they had to say about the Thunder. 
you can agree with them or disagree with them. That's fine. Like, I'm not going to criticize you if you think the Thunder uh, should go make a trade or whatever. But for Stephen A. Smith to say they're a bad rebounding team, that means they're soft. They can't survive in the Western Conference. Brother, we're 44 games in the season and they're the number one seed. <laughs> you want to tell me what their record is against the top teams in the West and the East? I think they're surviving just fine. To say they're not tough is like such a fallacy. And it's it just reeks of people who don't watch the basketball games. You mean and, Stephen A. Smith, who just a week ago said, I got to get, or maybe it was two weeks ago, I need to give my props to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are a great team. I need to watch them more. Yeah, and I get it. You When you're watching 30 teams, you can't get as specific. Well, I'm not sure Stephen A. Smith yeah, Stephen watches as much yeah. league pass in general these days. In comparison, and I'm not saying we're better at our jobs than anybody at ESPN, but we're so much more dug into the roots of this team. Like, just make sure you guys are listening to your local podcasters, reading your local writers. I'm, that's not to pump the uncontested. I'm saying all the local OKC Thunderpots, everyone who has a blog or is writing for The Athletic or The Oklahoman or uh, whatever, right? Like, sellout crowd. Those are the people that really know what's going on with your local team because they live it and breathe it night in and night out. Not some dude on ESPN who has a talk show and he goes on and talks shit because it gets clicks. Right. Exactly. Rant, rant over. Let's talk <laughs> some basketball on the court tonight, Taylor. So you mentioned your theme of the game. Uh, my theme of the game would probably be that just the togetherness of the team. The fact that they didn't let it become the Chet versus Wemby show. I know you wanted to talk about a few individual players. So I will let you choose who we talk about first, um, both as part of this game and as um, a, a bigger picture. Speaking of the, the bias, you go, to, you go to the box score on ESPN, and the first three videos on the box score are Wemby highlights. Three of his, like, five highlights from the game. The uh, brother lost right. by 30. Exactly. Okay. Which player do you want to talk about? Hey, even before we do that, I think we would be remiss if we didn't. Uh, this was actually from Thunder PR. They tweeted out this stat. OKC scored a season-high 140 points on 56.3 shooting from the field. It was the Thunder's 26th game shooting above 50% from the field, which is the most in the NBA this season, which kind of goes to, I think, Incredibly you and I's efficient. big things there, right? It's just yeah. a team effort. It wasn't the Chet vs. Wimby show. It was the Thunder. And I'm going to, again, I'm kind of ranting here. Uh, you asked me for individual players. I'm still kind of harping on our, our two big themes. But I didn't even think the Thunder necessarily played well, especially in the first half. I actually had a tweet there early on in the third quarter. I was like, of course, the two national, the, the two big national games for the Thunder, nationally broadcast games for the Thunder, we're on the second night of back, back to back. And you mentioned Shea kind of struggling against the Clippers, uh, although they were extremely competitive. And then, you know, through the first, like, I would say two and a half quarters, Thunder just weren't really playing to their brand of basketball is what stood out the most to me. And what really turned there in the third quarter is they got back to that. And that was led by none other than Shea Gildas Alexander. So I guess let's go ahead and start with him. Uh, Shea had 32 points, six rebounds. But the biggest thing for me here, Jacob, was 10 assists, 9 of 15 from the floor, 2 of 2 from 3. Those two uh, step-back threes in the first half were just pretty ridiculous. And then again, 
12 of 12 from the free throw line after Shea missed, I believe, an uncharacteristic amount of, I think it was six free throw misses last night against the Blazers. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and confirm that. Much more efficient from the free throw line and got to the free throw line, which is great to see. Only played 29 minutes, which is amazing. That's what you want to see. I, honestly, all the starters outside Chet, Chet played 30. Then being able to kind of take the fourth quarter off for the majority um, on the second time of back-to-back is significant, given the fourth quarter, or given uh, the brutal stretch in January. Anyways, all that being said, I thought Shea had a a really nice game. I don't want to even say game. It was more so like that that second half. I mean, I look at the box score in that first quarter where I thought Shea struggled, forced a little bit again, and he still has 10 points, right? Like it's just Shea continues to amaze me even when he's not playing at his highest level. Yeah, he was phenomenal tonight. Only played three quarters, like you mentioned. 29 minutes at 32 points. What What's kind of wild looking at the box score, you mentioned Shea took 12 free throws. Only two other players on the Thunder took free throws tonight. Chet took three. Kaysen took one. That's, That's it, wild. Which is kind of crazy. Uh, they did shoot a lot of threes. So they, um, 40 of their 96 field goal attempts were three-pointers. So that tends to happen a little bit. Um, whenever you're like not attacking the rim as much, although I felt like they were. Um, but yeah, just another phenomenal night for Shea. That kind of goes back to a thing that we've been talking about in the in regards to free throw discrepancy, right? Tonight, Thunder were 14 of 16 from the floor. They had 16 free throw attempts to the Spurs, 25. Yep. To your point, like the Thunder were shooting very well from outside. They were shooting a lot of three-point attempts. But even then, you look at the three-point attempts between each team. Thunder had three-point – or sorry, they had 40 three-point attempts to the Spurs, 32. Only – eight more three-point attempts. And I understand like the garbage time probably inflated that a little bit. And yet they still uh, lacked at the free throw line in comparison to the Spurs with nine less free throw attempts. Yep. This continues to be a theme. I'm just, I I think uh, I did the math a while ago. I think it still checks out that the Thunder shoot um, more free throws than their opponent this season, only 25% of the time. Um, Just not getting, as much of a whistle as their opponent are. Part of that's just the Thunder foul a lot. Um, but I digress. Like, Shea was awesome. Here's where I'm at with Shea, Taylor. If Embiid is deemed ineligible to win MVP because of games played, if he misses more games, I honestly think it might be Shea's award. Agreed. But if Embiid is eligible, Embiid's getting it. Agreed. Yeah, that's 70 points. At here what was it two nights ago i mean it, just insane Embiid's been absolutely absurd but i i absolutely would give the nod to shea over Jokic at this point in the season to your point uh, especially when the thunder are that number one seed in the western conference which i don't think we're talking nearly enough about that's just Agreed. absurd um let's bounce through a few more players maybe go a little bit quicker i i think we would be absolutely bearing the lead if we did not make aaron wiggins the second guy we talk about tonight he played 19 minutes he's been a more regular uh, feature in the rotation recently. Aaron Wiggins had 22 points on nine of 11 shooting four of six from three, three rebounds and assist a block zero turnovers. Um, a lot of people look at Wiggins and like, Oh my gosh, he had such a great night because the shot went in a lot and it did. And that's awesome. But he's just such a smart basketball player, Taylor. Like, 
anytime the other team starts to throw out a zone, I almost instinctively just think like, get Wiggins in the game so we can get some back cut layups. The dude is like the ultimate type of glue guy. I, I have said this for a while now, at least for a year on this podcast. Aaron Wiggins to me is like Kenrich Williams mini me. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus but more versatile maybe offensively and also oh, definitely defensively. Yeah. He's more the Kenrich Williams mini me, but just the way he plays offense, he never has to create for himself. He's an elite finisher. Like his finishing package at the, at the cup is really, really good. Like he contorts and finishes all kinds of layups and the three ball has just been going in like crazy. Absolutely insane. Not only that, but like, we saw some mid range, like it separation. Oh, the uh, little mid range, <laughs> like pivot turner. That yeah. was sick. Dirty. I thought that was J Dub out there. Yeah. J Dub or Shay. Um, the broadcast kept calling him Andrew tonight, which is disrespectful. He is better than Andrew Wiggins at basketball right now for the past two years, arguably. Andrew's been not very Could good. Aaron not has been more. Aaron has been really, really good. Um, lots of fans have talked about like Aaron Wiggins needing to play more Taylor. One thing I'm kind of interested in, I believe this summer, the Thunder are going to have cap space. We know they're not going out to, to sign guys. Like that's not happening. That's not how this team operates. I believe 
Aaron Wiggins' contract is up this summer, and Isaiah Joe's is up after next summer. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a, a renegotiation and extension for both Wiggins and for Isaiah Joe this summer, and that's what they spend their money on. Would not surprise me in the slightest. I think that should be top priority for the Thunder, those two players right there that you mentioned. You've been all over the Isaiah Joe extension uh, coming up this offseason, trying to renegotiate it, it, or renegotiate negotiate an extension with him, but I think Aaron Wiggins is up there as well. Something else, and again, I uh, could go through all the stats. We don't need to tonight. Maybe something we can uh, save for a group podcast on like a Sunday podcast, but just comparing the minutes. So on the season, Aaron Wiggins, 12.7 minutes per game, 5.1 points per game. However, you look at the last five during this critical stretch in January for the Thunder where he's been playing so well, and the eye test shows you that he's playing more minutes, right? So 12.7 minutes per game on the season. The last five, he's been playing 17.5 minutes per game on 10.2 and scoring 10.2 points per game. Uh, again, I could go through like the field goal percentages. And like you mentioned, the three-point three, three point percentages, but I think that just shows you the trust that Dignall has in Wiggins. I don't think – honestly, I think him playing less earlier in the season was less about Wiggins as much as it was like it's early in the season, and this is how we get Usman Jang minutes in and developmental minutes in for guys like that, trying to get Micic uh, a little more comfortable within the flow of the team and that second unit. Now we're seeing Wiggins being the staple of this basketball team. And I think throughout the majority of the rest of the season, even post all-star break, we're going to see a lot more Aaron Wiggins as we should. Totally agree. Totally agree. And it's not like these minutes aren't also developmental for Aaron as well. Like he's young. Great point. Isn't it crazy that he's, he was taken 55th. Uh, Meek Leak over in the chat reminded me 55th in the draft. He was the fifth last player drafted. Mr. Irrelevant, right? I mean, just great stuff by Aaron Wiggins. Um, we can touch on a few other guys. Like, I thought that Isaiah Joe was great tonight. Three of five from the field. Uh, three of five from three. Um, Giddy. He's playing incredible defense, Isaiah Joe. Like, yeah, one really of those good. three points, uh, I three point attempts came I from, thought... like, a really great... Oh, sorry. No, you <laughs> came from... <laughs> He, he uh, had a, a great, it, it wasn't a, a block necessarily, but I thought he defended play really well, uh, deterred a shot that resulted in transition opportunity for the Thunder, which led to a wide open Isaiah Joe three, which is one of those three of five. Uh, Josh Giddy had 12 points, eight rebounds, four assists. I thought Josh played well, especially cutting to the basket, being an off ball kind of guy. Uh, three didn't drop for he or Dort tonight. Um, J-Dub, 13, 5, and 7. Uh, only one of five from three, which is very uncharacteristic of him, but still 50% from the field. And then it was the Chet versus 1B matchup that everyone tried to hype it up to be. Uh, but Chet kind of busted out of a bit of an, I wouldn't say an offensive slump, as like he hasn't been playing offense well. He's just been a lot more passive offensively. But tonight, 13 shots, 17 points, 2 of 4 from three. Nine rebounds, four assists, a steal, three blocks. I thought defensively he was awesome. I thought offensively he did a really good job of picking his spots. And as much as I don't want to make it the Chet Wemby show, Taylor, Wemby gave him that shoulder on the dunk and stared him down. And Chet came back down and just tried to potty mouth. Sorry, we're going to bleep <laughs> that out. Apologies. Oh, my God. That just slipped. I really apologize. Those on the live stream. As it should. Uh, 24 
45, I will make a note to send a JD <laughs> to bleep out that F-bomb. <laughs> Apologies. I'm really sorry, chat. Fired I, up. I, I wish we had sounders right to, now. Uh, never say the F-word on the podcast. I want to keep it uh, at least clean in that sense. Apologies. Um, but he did put his effing shoulder into him, and Chet tried to run him over. And I was like, oh, heck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Women um, chirping at him afterwards. Like, I think that was the moment, Jacob. I think that what you're getting into, you could see it just woke Chet up. He came down. He hit a bucket. He got a dunk. Uh, he blocked the hell out of somebody. Um, like, yeah, we got pissed off Chet for a while, and it was awesome. That fourth quarter stretch, early in the fourth, where they're just going back and forth, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah, to your point, uh, Chet had all three of his blocks in the first half. Was really looking forward to him having another six-block game like he did last night. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't come in the second half. But, like, again, just that it, – it literally seemed to wake Chet up from kind of the slump. They, uh, to your point, I, less so much about the offense – as much as it was the just passiveness, you just see him being way more aggressive. And when he was mm -hmm. doing that, it kind of goes back to the original tweet that you mentioned from the the Spurs, whoever that was, the the Spurs reporter or whoever it may have been. It just seemed like he was he wasn't just looking to score. He was looking to make the right play, make the right read, but he was being aggressive in doing so. And that's just so huge from Chet. That's what we saw, you know, Chet from October through December. And this month in January, we haven't seen so much of. Man, it's uh, that was really fun and really exciting to see Chet just kind of wake up there. I mean, he had a monster two-handed jam there shortly after. I'm trying to think of all the plays that he had. He he went off. It was just it was awesome to see. Also, it was Tom Petrini at Real Tom Petrini, uh, there you who go. who tweeted that. He said it feels like Chet is hunting mismatches and Wemby is hunting Chet. I think that is spot on. Spot and on. The maturity of Chet all night long to not make it Chet versus Wemby. Um, like Chet is very mature beyond his years for Speaks sure. Volumes. Um, the the chat is acting wildly offended <laughs> that I said the F word. Um, You're and all also, about it. I, I wanted to uh shout out Smoot. He said, Jacob, do you talk to your students that way? <laughs> I had one time where I let one slip in class and I was like, Oh my God, they're going to fire me. So I had that going for me. Um, <laughs> well, it's Oklahoma. We don't have enough teachers to begin yeah, with. So that that's for a different podcast, Taylor. <laughs> um, any more thoughts on tonight? I mean, the thunder it's, it was very refreshing to see them take care of business against a team. They should have taken care. I tweeted it earlier. Everyone wanted to make this like some defining moment of Chet's career. Taylor, it was a random Wednesday night game in the middle of January against a bottom five team in the NBA. The Spurs are eight and 36 after tonight. This game <laughs> means nothing in the grand scheme of the Thunder, the season, or Chet's career. Absolutely nothing. Or Wimby's career to that or point Wimby's as well. Career. Like, means I, absolutely nothing. I think my like my parting thoughts with this game. It's just that it was, again, we keep saying this, second night of the back-to-back -back in a brutal, brutal month in January. I sound like a broken record. But given how the Thunder responded to it, honestly, a pretty poor first half. I was a little disappointed thinking, oh, no, here we go again. It's the Blazers game from last night, 2.0. This is going to, going to be way too close on uh, a nationally broadcasted game. And the Thunder just came out and 
in the second half and just put this game away, which is what you want to want to see from a true contender. But the fact that this team is the second young, youngest team in the NBA, I mean, I, I keep saying this where this team is resilient, and that's just continued to show again, especially in that second half. I, I just was really, really impressed by the team as a whole. Also, that second unit. I mean, we saw it in the first half, that resilience. It almost felt like the Thunder were playing two styles of basketball in that first half with the starters versus the bench unit coming in and playing that true style of basketball, Thunder basketball we talked so much about. Saw a little bit again that third quarter. Uh, but I, kinda, I, I think that kind of motivated the starters and kind of got us back on track in the second half. So I want to give a huge shout-out to the bench who hasn't been playing super well this, this stretch in January. Totally agree. Um, not going to dive deep into any bench guys. Uh, we already did with Wiggins. But Ken Rich Williams had a nice game tonight. Uh, I thought Jay Will played well. And maybe one of my favorite stats of the night is seven shot attempts for Cason Wallace in 23 minutes. Guy had 13 points, three rebounds, four assists, and a steal. And just his patented awesome defense. But looked more aggressive with his offense tonight. He had a, like a a drive to the bucket where he shot like a, a layup off the glass. And then in the fourth, had a blow by, got an and one and a massive dunk. Oh and gosh, that was awesome. You love to see that from Kaysen. So had the best plus minus of any rookie that hey, played tonight. Hey. And the Chet for Swimby show, apparently, according and then to the I Vasa continues to play well, I think. Um, I tweeted out Big Meech is the best European on the court tonight. I firmly stand by that statement. <laughs> you want to talk about Portland at all? Uh, we should touch on it, probably, given what transpired. Let's touch on it. So it was an ugly game. Uh, Chauncey Billups uh, had an aneurysm there in the fourth quarter. Uh, J-dubs him. All right, that's the, that's the Portland game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was wild. There was a lot of upset Portland fans, especially some of my mentions. Uh, actually, some reporters hey, in my mentions. Portland, take it from us. Take the L, dude. Yeah. Take right. the L. But this hey, is how tanking we, works. Competitive we, tanking, Portland. <laughs> Competitive tanking. Well, I, I don't even – I almost said reported. It's not a report. What is it? The um, They're challenging it? Yeah, um, yeah I, contesting I know. It? Contesting it maybe is a, the right term there. Uh, basically, that's their, their way of saying, hey, we're not tanking. We contested it. We wanted that win. And I, I know nothing's going to come of it. No, nothing's going to come of it. People coming up to work uh, at work, coming up to me asking about it. And it's like, look, it's the same thing as a missed call. They didn't see the timeout. Uh, the refs are trying to look to look at the play in front of them. That's exactly what they did. It was the right call. It was a double dribble by Brogman. They didn't see or hear the timeout. Shout out. And if to you watch Loud the City. replay, the timeout comes almost instantaneously with the double. Exactly. So nothing's going to get overturned. Um, I mean, Portland, if you want to throw away 10 grand, I'll send you my address. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And it doesn't matter for either team, to your point. The the Trailblazers are not even close to the play-in. And one win or loss, I understand, like, when it comes to seeding, maybe later on the season, it, it still doesn't matter for this Thunder team. Yeah. Only and someone in the chat just mentioned it. Um, Salty Drunk said, Portland played hard, to be fair. Hey, the Thunder, that was the third time they played Portland. The first two were a 40-point win and a 60-point win. They've scored 100 more points than Portland in those two games. Did the Thunder play bad? Yes. But shout out to Portland. Those guys came. They knew they got their ass beat, and they wanted a chance to make up for it. And they played a great, great game. Like a great game. Good for them. Probably still good to take the L and tank. 
but good I, for I, them is like a sounder. I'm pretty sure we have. Yeah, good for them. They played great. And hey, you know what? They were pissed off. So they went down to Houston tonight on a Sega Baba and beat the Rockets in OT and the Thunder owned the Rockets draft pick. So Portland, shout out. Thank you. We appreciate it. Then you have the Thunder again. Just we're on the road yet again. Uh, come home for one night. Or I guess it was two nights. They get one night one in game, between. Yeah, yeah, right. One game. And then they're immediately thinking about half. Even if if they say they aren't like looking ahead to the the next game, trying to play the uh, the opponent in front of them, that can be a hundred and ten percent true. But think about playing that game and thinking, okay, as soon as this game's over, I have to go back, get my bags, hop on a jet, and fly to San Antonio. Like, and they had to fly to San Antonio last night. They didn't even get to sleep in their bed tonight because the league won't let you uh, fly the same day that you play. Right. Now they're flying to New Orleans to play the Pelicans here on Friday. But hey, before we we move on from this game, J-Dub, man, J-Dub. And we saw it again through like, it was a little bit of a continuity there in the first quarter tonight. J-Dub is hitting some of those insane mid-range pull-ups. Like, I continue to stand by this. The month of January, Jalen Williams, J-Dub, not J-Will, as I believe the ESPN broadcast messed up yet again tonight. I mean, Jacob even said on the mic'd up, don't mess it up. Yeah, and they did it yet again. Dub has been the Thunder's best player, I think, through the month of January. It's just been amazing seeing his growth and his confidence, really, more than anything else. I mean, shit, Jacob, he was guarding Victor Wimbyama. I saw that first play, um, uh, the first possession where Dub was on Wimby, very first possession of the game. And I was like, maybe I missed something. Maybe he's got switched on to him. Next possession, it's JW yet again. And then throughout the majority of the first half, it was J-Dub and Dort guarding Wimby tonight. Like, Dub is guarding Victor Wimbyama to your smallest, quickest guards when Dort's not. Like, it, him doing that defensively on the defense side of the ball and still being able to elevate his game like he has on the offensive side of the ball and being not just that, like, not just the scoring, but we've talked so much about the facilitating, making the right read, just like Chet was tonight in the fourth quarter. Oh, dude, Dub just, had... Maybe Insane. his best assist of the game, or best oh, assist of the to season. To Josh Giddy in transition in that first that quarter. That time in the first quarter to Josh, yeah. It's becoming a theme here uh, over the past couple of weeks. It, it's it's weird. We're used to Giddy being the one to make those kind of passes and plays to J-Dub and others cutting. Uh, it's been J-Dub to Giddy here over the past couple mm-hmm. of games. Which is I awesome. Mean, Dub is elevating his game to a new level. I can't speak enough about J-Dub, even if he didn't necessarily have like the biggest game on the national spotlight tonight. Totally agree. Dub has really, really ascended. I saw Sam Bassini of The Athletic tweeted something last night. And the thing is, Dub didn't have a great game last night. Like, he smoked like three layups, which is insane. Uh, Just really uncharacteristic stuff from him. Sam Bassini last night I saw tweeted that J-Dub is going to be like an all-NBA player within the next few years. The Thunder have their three, Taylor. Like, I'm convinced. Any draft, any trade, any whatever, they're not getting a guy that's top three on their team. They have the three, and that's who they're not agree. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty phenomenal. Yup, yup is uh is is calling you out here, Jacob. We've made it thirty six and forty three seconds into the podcast. Hey, I mentioned Poku. I said Wemby had to sit his ass on the bench and watch Poku play basketball. Okay, fair enough. I I have accepted reality 
I know what's what. Poku's not going to be in the NBA next year. Like, I accept it. I know it. Even when your son fails, you still love your son, Taylor, right? <laughs> I mean, just, my son doesn't fail. He's an incredible toddler, but. <laughs> it just is what it is. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. Uh, it was pretty awesome to see Poku out there for the first time in a while. He had a nice little uh, layup, and he missed a corner three that was slightly contested. But we got some poker minutes. And that's over here in the chat. Uh, Poker's been hitting leg day. Dude has a tree trunk legs. Beefy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, Number one in the West, Taylor. Number one in the West. And here's the thing I'm going to pull it up real quick. Last thing on the Portland game before we move on, actually. I really hope Nick Crane doesn't listen to this podcast. Don't say anything. (laughs) He will. Those, but... those of you in the chat, don't tweet at Nick Crane. We'll just see if Nick organically listens to his own podcast whenever he's not on it or not. Because I don't want Nick to know that I'm going to say this because he's said it before, and I don't want Nick to have the satisfaction. You know what my biggest takeaway of that Portland game was? Oh, I man. sat there. I, I was at the game last night with my wife and my parents. We were watching the game, having a good time. <laughs> Ibrahim, do not tweet at Nick Crane. <laughs> Ibrahim is. <laughs> and I hey, said we there. sent you stickers, Ibrahim. Do not uh, tweet at. I Nick. haven't sent them yet. They're still sitting here on my desk, but okay. they're in your they envelope will be with your name on it. Boom. I sat there and I wondered. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I wonder what the availability of Matisse Thibel is. Ooh, Jake, oh, I'm not quite there with you. If he's playing like 10 to 15 minutes off the bench, he's now the problem is he's Aaron Wiggins sized. He's only 6'5, 6'5, 210. If you're trading, really he's good offensively. Jacob, no. I, I understand. Been, he's been shooting much better from three. Sure, in his limited minutes, and he was incredible against the Thunder, which tends to happen. I mean, shit. Uh, Past Blake two Wesley seasons, he's like 37% the... from three. Like, I don't, he's not. Taylor, I'm talking about a buy low, like your ninth guy off the bench type of guy. He, he, why? When you I just have... said I thought about it. I didn't, I wasn't. Look, when we're making the, the tier list, he is not in S tier with, with Denny. All right. No, right. He's correct. more in like C tier. It was just an interesting thought that I had. An interesting thought watching him play right. very well against the Thunder. I'm still, I, I still think everybody who's been in the tight rotations of competitive games from Mark Dagnall, um, you think about the Celtics game, you think about this game, kind of this game tonight, uh, this recent stretch of January, 
like outside the two A guys getting minutes in the bench guys getting minutes. I mean, Trey man was playing love Trey man, ultimate team player. I mean, I cannot talk enough about how awesome Trey has been just in general for this team this season. Oh, I, I don't think table even gets a lot of minutes in the playoffs if you trade for him. I think that's probably fair. But I also want to try. I mean, I made a, a joking tweet about like the Thunder don't even need to make a trade if Aaron Wiggins is doing what he's been doing the past couple of games. And I was halfway joking there. Uh, I think that's mainly fair. in regards to like big wings, but I still think a trade could be made for a backup big that fits within the flow of the, this team's identity. Lots of people in the chat tonight have mentioned Duop Reef from Portland. Yeah. I just. I get it. He's been awesome. Hey, this season. did I? Did I let another F bomb slip? Because people in the chat are saying Jacob F bombs. I didn't let another F bomb slip, did I? I don't think so. I think I I, I don't and, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just used to it. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, a lot of people in the chat are saying do up wreath. I gotta tell you also during that game last night, another thought that I had was every time they said do up wreath, I kept thinking urethra, and I don't know why. Um, oh. but that just every time I hear do up, I think of Gucci Mane. Oh, you're the one dropping profanities and insulting the children of America, Taylor. Oh, what I do? You drop. Oh, you drop. Yes, the, I said some s words. You dropped. You dropped okay. a shit bomb. Come on. Um. Number this is one. PG thirteen podcast. Occasionally number one in the R West on occasion. Yeah, num- PG thirteen until I do drop an f bomb. Uh, <laughs> or you mentioned like hummus, you know, things like that. But I digress. Um. Number one in the West. <laughs> They uh, they are tied at number one. One thing that I think is kind of wild, that if somebody made this bet preseason, we all would have laughed him off the podcast. There's a chance Mark Dagnall is going to coach the Western Conference All-Stars. Whoever, Whichever team is in first place come February 4th, that team's coach coaches their conferences all-star team thunder are currently uh, first in the west here are their games between now and the fourth taylor and i believe it is you already did the the homework i was about to try and help you out there well done i think it's once the calendar turns to the fourth not the end of the day of the fourth Okay? okay they have pelicans pistons at home against the wolves at home against the nuggets those are the two make or break ones because those are like tiebreakers essentially then you have home against the hornets on february 2nd they don't play again till the night of the fourth there is a legitimate chance that mark is coaching the west all-stars and if the thunder are number one in the west i know how the politics work but it's going to be kind of crazy if the number one team in the West gets one all-star and the Los Angeles Lakers who are in the play and get two all-stars. Agreed. That's going to be kind of dumb. Is there a chance that a Thunder player gets in as a reserve? Oh, I would put it, gosh, I was going to, uh, super cold take. I put it over 50%. I mean, I, I think you would I, have I think to. I'd go under 50. I'd go like 30%. Really? Maybe. Okay, maybe so less than that. the only thing I can think of is that Jada playing as well as he has. And if, if you, if you ask me, 
January fifth, I would have said Chet is the better option to make it. Now I think it's Dub. Agreed. And so maybe like again, the recent stretch, uh, J Dub kind of heating up while Chet cools down, if you want to call it that. Maybe that's what causes another, you know, a second Thunder player not making the All Star game. But I just I don't know. Chet has all the hype still, even if he hasn't been playing as well. Uh, quote unquote falling in the rookie of the year race. I think Chet probably still makes it in that case, which is why I would think about. Also, one other thing, quick aside, not even related to All Star that you mentioned. Um, coming up Sunday and Monday, this upcoming Sunday, the Thunder have a back to back, and they play the Detroit Pistons Sunday night, and then they Sunday play, afternoon, one p.m. Central Time. Or sorry, yes, yeah, yeah sorry, I said yeah, uh, and then Monday they play the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves at home. It's really nice that the Detroit Lions gave the Thunder a gift, and therefore that game got you know rescheduled to be an afternoon game on the second night of a back-to-back. Like that gives the Thunder a little more time there, which is pretty huge. Um, so maybe that helps totally the agree. case even further. You know, that'll be a uh, that'll be a fun game that uh, that Minnesota game. So they play especially yeah, with Minnesota Ant, game, with yes. Ant's trash talk post game about Shea fouls. And it's a home, correct? They fly home from Detroit to uh-huh. play the It'll Wolves be here at home. That's City. huge. Also, Sunday is going to be uh, my anxiety is going to be at an all time high. My Chiefs playing in the the AFC Championship at two, Thunder playing at one. I'm going to have two screens going, and you know we'll we'll see how I end up on the Sunday night podcast. <laughs> It'll be good if Taylor's not here Sunday night. You know something bad happened. <laughs> that makes both teams lost, and you might need to check on me. Taylor, I think that's going to do it for us. I want to keep talking about the number one team in the West. Let's keep going. Another they hour. are so much. Hey, apparently the people want us to as well because the chat has been popping. <laughs> oh, it's been like it's been night. popping so much. That I, don't I would think love to go, through, to go through all of these comments and read them, but literally there's just too many. We would be here way, way, way too long. Uh, but we do see everybody's comments. Can't tell you how much we appreciate it. You guys staying around. The number one up after I dropped the F-bomb. Maybe I'm going to cuss more in the podcast. Who knows? Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Um, late night show. But the degenerates always show up. So thank you guys so much. We will be back with you Friday night after the Thunder take on the New Orleans Pelicans. I believe Taylor is on that post-game Friday night. So cool. you'll get first time he's hearing of it. I'm and, in. Uh, You'll probably get one or two others of us as well. So join us Friday after the Thunder take on the Pelicans down in the Big Easy. And then Sunday night, we'll be live back here again, 9 p.m. Central time. As always, Sunday will be nine days out from the trade deadline. So I'm sure we'll talk lots of trades, both Thunder and league-wide, because it's just fun to talk about that stuff sometimes. You guys have a great Thursday and Friday. Stay safe. Again, if you're not already, Sub to the YouTube channel, drop a like on the video, hit that thumbs up, hit the bell so you know when we go live every time. For us in the podcast version, thank you so much for that as well. Drop a five-star rating. Those mean so much to us. Write a little review. Also, follow us on all social media channels. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Taylor's getting the TikTok fired back up, so you'll see more TikTok content as well. Take it easy. Enjoy. That massive Thunder win, blowing out the Spurs and Victor Wembanyama. We'll be back with you guys in about 48 hours. Until then, 
And as always, thunder up. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.